Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Adi Lila, Chapter 1, Texts 54 through 56. Text 54, which is also the second of the Chattu Shloki verses from Srimad Bhagavatam. Rite ritam yat patiyeta na patiyeta chatmani tadvidyadat mano mayam yathabaso yathatamaha. What appears to be truth without me is certainly my illusory energy, for nothing can exist without me. It is like the reflection of a real light in the shadows. For in the light, there are neither shadows nor reflections. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda In the previous verse, the absolute truth and its nature have been explained. One must also understand the relative truth to actually know the absolute. The relative truth, which is called maya, or material nature, is explained here. Maya has no independent existence. One who is less intelligent is captivated by the wonderful activities of maya, but he does not understand that behind these activities is the direction of the Supreme Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.10, it is said, the material nature is working and producing moving and non-moving beings only by the supervision of Krishna. The real nature of maya, the illusory existence of the material manifestation, is clearly explained in Srimad Bhagavatam. The absolute truth is substance, and the relative truth depends upon its relationship with the Absolute for its existence. Maya means energy. Therefore, the relative truth is explained to be the energy of the Absolute Truth. Since it is difficult to understand the distinction between the Absolute and relative truths, an analogy can be given for clarification. The Absolute Truth can be compared to the Sun, which is appreciated in terms of two relative truths, reflection and darkness. Darkness is the absence of sunshine, and a reflection is a projection of sunlight into darkness. Neither the darkness nor reflection has an independent existence. Darkness comes when sunshine is blocked. For example, if one stands facing the sun, his back will be in darkness. Since darkness stands in the absence of sun, it is therefore relative to the sun. The spiritual world is compared to the real sunshine, and the material world is compared to the dark regions where the sun is not visible. When the material manifestation appears very wonderful, this is due to a perverted reflection of the supreme sunshine, the Absolute Truth, as confirmed in the Vedanta Sutra. 
whatever one can see here has its substance in the absolute. As darkness is situated far away from the sun, so the material world is also far away from the spiritual world. The Vedic literature directs us not to be captivated by the dark regions, tamaha, but to try to reach the shining regions of the absolute, yogi-dham. The spiritual world is brightly illuminated, but the material world is wrapped in darkness. In the material world, sunshine, moonshine, or different kinds of artificial light are required to dispel darkness, especially at night, for by nature the material world is dark. Therefore, the Supreme Lord has arranged for sunshine and moonshine. But in his abode, as described in the Bhagavad Gita 15.6, there is no necessity for lighting by sunshine, moonshine, or electricity, because everything is self-effulgent. That which is relative, temporary, and far away from the absolute truth is called maya, or ignorance. This illusion is exhibited in two ways, as explained in the Bhagavad Gita. The inferior illusion is inert matter, and the superior illusion is the living entity. The living entities are called illusory in this context only because they are implicated in the illusory structures and activities of the material world. Actually, the living entities are not illusory, for they are parts of the superior energy of the Supreme Lord and do not have to be covered by maya if they do not want to be so. The actions of the living entities in the spiritual kingdom are not illusory. They are actual, eternal activities of liberated souls. Text 55, which is the third of the Chattu Sloki from Srimad Bhagavatam. Yatha Mahanti Bhutani Bhutesu Travanistvanu Pavistani Apavistani Tatateshu Natesvaham. As the material elements enter the bodies of all living beings and yet remain outside them all, I exist within all material creations, and yet am not within them. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The gross material elements, earth, water, fire, air, and ether, combine with the subtle material elements of mind, intelligence, and false ego, to construct the bodies of this material world. And yet, they are beyond these bodies as well. Any material construction is nothing but an amalgamation or combination of material elements in varied proportions. These elements exist both within and beyond the body. For example, although the sky exists in space, it also enters within the body. Similarly, the Supreme Lord, who is the cause of the material energy, lives within the material world as well as beyond it. 
Without his presence within the material world, the cosmic body would not develop. Just as without the presence of the spirit within a physical body, the body would not develop. The entire material manifestation develops and exists because the Supreme Personality of Godhead enters it as Paramatma, or Supersoul. The Personality of Godhead and his all-pervading feature of Paramatma enters every entity, from the biggest to the most minute. His existence can be realized by one who has the single qualification of submissiveness and who thereby becomes a surrendered soul. The development of submissiveness is the cause of proportionate spiritual realization by which one can ultimately meet the Supreme Lord in person as a man meets another man face to face. Because of his development of transcendental attachment for the Supreme Lord, a surrendered soul feels the presence of his beloved everywhere, and all his senses are engaged in the loving service of the Lord. His eyes are engaged in seeing the beautiful couple, Sri Radha and Krishna, sitting on a decorated throne beneath a desire tree in the transcendental land of Vrindavan. His nose is engaged in smelling the spiritual aroma of the lotus feet of the Lord. Similarly, his ears are engaged in hearing messages from Vaikuntha, and his hands embrace the lotus feet of the Lord and his associates. Thus the Lord is manifested to a pure devotee from within and without. This is one of the mysteries of the devotional relationship in which a devotee and the Lord are bound by a tie of spontaneous love. To achieve this love should be the goal of life for every living being. Text 56, which is the fourth of the Chatu Sloki. Etavad eva jignasam tattva jignasu natmana anvaya vyati rekabhyam yat syat sarvatra sarvada. A person interested in transcendental knowledge must therefore always, directly and indirectly, inquire about it to know the all-pervading truth. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda. Those who are serious about the knowledge of the transcendental world, which is far beyond the material cosmic creation, must approach a bona fide spiritual master to learn the science, both directly and indirectly. One must learn both the means to approach the desired destination and the hindrances to such progress. The spiritual master knows how to regulate the habits of a neophyte disciple, and therefore a serious student must learn the science in all its aspects from him. There are different grades of standards and prosperity. The standard of comfort and happiness conceived by a common man engaged in material labor is the lowest grade of happiness for it is in relationship with the body, 
the highest standard of such bodily comfort is achieved by a fruitive worker who by pious activities reaches a plane of heaven or the kingdom of the creative gods with their delegated powers. But the conception of comfortable life in heaven is insignificant in comparison to the happiness enjoyed in the impersonal Brahman. And this Brahmananda, or the spiritual bliss derived from impersonal Brahman, is like the water in the hoof print of a calf compared to the ocean of love of Godhead. When one develops pure love for the Lord, he derives an ocean of transcendental happiness from association with the personality of Godhead. To qualify oneself to reach this stage of life is the highest perfection. One should try to purchase a ticket to go back home, back to Godhead. The price of such a ticket is one's intense desire for it, which is not easily awakened, even if one continuously performs pious activities for thousands of lives. All mundane relationships are sure to be broken in the course of time. But once one establishes a relationship with the personality of Godhead in a particular rasa, it is never to be broken, even after the annihilation of the material world. One should understand through the transparent medium of the spiritual master, that the Supreme Lord exists everywhere in his transcendental spiritual nature, and that the living entity's relationships with the Lord are directly and indirectly existing everywhere, even in this material world. In the spiritual world, there are five kinds of relationships with the Supreme Lord. Shanta, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya. The perverted reflections of these rasas are found in the material world. Land, home, furniture, and other inert material objects are related in shanta, or the neutral and silent sense, whereas servants work in the dasya relationship. The reciprocation between friends is called sakya, and the affection of a parent for a child is known as vatsalya, and the affairs of conjugal love constitute madhurya. These five relationships in the material world are distorted reflections of the original pure sentiments, which should be understood and perfected in relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master. In the material world, the perverted rasas bring frustration. If these rasas are re-established with Lord Krishna, the result is eternal, blissful life. From this and the preceding three verses of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which have been selected from Srimad Bhagavatam, the missionary activities of Lord Chaitanya can be understood. Srimad Bhagavatam has 18,000 verses, which are summarized in the four verses, beginning with Ahamevasam Eva Gre, which was text 53, and concluding with Yatsyat Sarvatra Sarvada, text 56. 
In the first of these verses, which was 53, the transcendental nature of Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is explained. The second verse, 54, further explains that the Lord is detached from the workings of the material energy, maya. The living entities, although parts and parcels of Lord Krishna, are prone to be controlled by the external energy. Therefore, although they are spiritual, in the material world, they are encased in bodies of material energy. The eternal relationship of the living entities with the Supreme Lord is explained in that verse. The next verse, 55, instructs that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by his inconceivable energies, is simultaneously one with and different from the living entities and the material energy. This knowledge is called achintya beta beta tattva. When an individual living entity surrenders unto the Supreme Lord, Krishna, he can then develop natural transcendental love for him. This surrendering process should be the primary concern of a human being. In the next verse, 56, it is said that a conditioned soul must ultimately approach a bona fide spiritual master and try to understand perfectly the material and spiritual worlds and his own existential position. Here are the words anvaya vyati rekabhyam, directly and indirectly, suggest that one must learn the process of devotional service in its two aspects. One must directly execute the process of devotional service and indirectly avoid the impediments to progress.